You are listening to Radio Free Signs of the Times, broadcasting into the heart of an occupied America. In this podcast, we continue our conversation with astrophysicist Jean-Pierre Petit. We're discussing top-secret military projects, and we were in the process of discussing the Aurora Project. You know, as a spy plan, uh, there are some few things that begins to be understood. Uh, uh, this machine, uh, you know, perhaps you know this comics called The Golden uh, Surfer. You remember? The Golden Surfer, the, the character. The Silver Surfer. Silver, silver Surfer. Silver yeah. Surfer. Yeah. You know, I, I would call a rather Silver Surfer because when it is in the air, it accelerates and then it flies uh, as a ballistic uh, trajectory and then gets down in, in the atmosphere and uh, it can uh, cruise over uh, 300 miles uh, as a ballistic flight. So, so this, is, this, this aurora plane you're saying, it, it, it takes off uh, on its own and it achieves this velocity on its own mm-hmm. because recently in, uh, in Aviation Weekly, they produced this article, which was about uh, kind of a, a super secret U.S. government plane, but they they were describing it as um, a, a large plane, like in the shape of a Concorde, like kind of similar to a Concorde, um, that carried a smaller plane mm-hmm. below it, and it took the plane, the smaller plane, up up to uh, a certain velocity and a certain height, you know, maybe sixty thousand uh, feet or sixty five thousand feet, and then it took off from there and this was their revelation of, of this is the technology but that's not what you're saying you're saying that there's a that there's a plane that does it all on its own you know so this article from aviation weekly uh, which is a u.s you know, there are, there seems are to be like a, a kind of a bit of disinformation cover up, or, cover up yeah. yes yes it could be cover up you know but you know there are there are a wide uh, number of uh, solutions you can also use that but what I say is that you can, you know, Aurora must be 20 meters long. Also, mm-hmm. it's a big, big machine yeah. because it uses uh, uh, light uh, fuel like hydrogen, you know. So you need big tank, uh, and uh, uh, there are some strange features. For example, um, Aurora was tested near Groom Lake. Uh-huh. American know why it is Groom Lake. Yeah. Uh, it was in in the beginning of the 80s, uh, 90, 1980, uh, some picture was taken. And uh, when you look uh, to a liner, uh, when it crosses uh, the, the horizon, it takes uh, 10 minutes. Uh-huh. Uh, but if it tends some... Uh, 30 seconds, it goes very fast. Mm-hmm. If you look uh, over the sea and you have a machine flying at very high atmosphere, and if it crosses uh, the horizon very fast, it's not a liner, it goes much mm-hmm. faster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, when they t- took the picture, they had a dotted line uh, uh-huh. trajectory. Yes. Remember this yeah. picture? Yeah. And I can explain why it was a dotted line. It's not a pulse molar, it's just due to the shape of the exhaust mm-hmm. because uh, uh, when you take uh, uh, an airplane propelled by uh, a turbofan uh, at the beginning of the 50 uh, the turbofan had a nozzle and this nozzle was fixed mm-hmm. so uh, um, you had an expansion rate and uh, if you want to have the maximum efficiency at such as a, at a chosen altitude, defined altitude, the better is to exhaust the gas at the same pressure that they're out on 
president, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, take a Sanderjet. Sanderjet was an, an old turbofan uh, uh, with a fixed uh, nozzle. A, a nozzle. Well, this nozzle was designed for uh, 7,000 uh, meters altitude. So uh, when it was uh, moving on the runway, the uh, gas was expanded too much. And then, remember on the picture, you had the the flame and dot uh, and dark spots. Mm. And these dark spots correspond to instability of the jet uh, and uh, shock waves. And uh, uh, after, you had variable nozzle. Mm? Uh, and these variable nozzle now are, are current for all the kind of, of airplane. Uh, and, uh, uh, but Aurora has not variable nozzle. Aurora uh, has a, an ass like a duck ass. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say a duck ass, exactly. So the gas is, is ejected. Uh, just below the duck ass, and uh, <laughs> well, you know, I'm French. I, 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 I take the, my word. <laughs> Perhaps it's funny. I don't know. But you know, when you are uh, uh, on the runway, the the gas is too much expanded, mm-hmm. and then you have this instability with this series of uh, shock waves, okay. and uh, uh, especially when the airplane is la- la- landing, you have infrasound, uh, infrasound, infrasound, yeah, infrasound, infrasound, very dangerous, so powerful that it can kill people. Yeah, and well, this also that also has um, military uh, applications because they're, they're allegedly. Uh, you know, in these kind of uh, new um, uh, weapons for for war, war on terror, or whatever they 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 say they've been experimenting with with a device that can that can send a, basically sound or a, that to destroy buildings. Yes, that's a way to produce impression. But mm-hmm. here they can be avoided, and that's for uh, the picture taken showed this dotted line, and because the plane. W- had not reached its uh, ordinary altitude. It mm-hmm. designed to fly <coughs> over 100 miles uh, altitude uh, at least. Hmm? 100 miles? Uh, yes. Uh, you know, y- you have uh, low uh, altitude airplanes, like tourist airplanes, and then you have uh, 10,000 uh, meters, which corresponds to ordinary liners, and then you have 300 kilometers that correspond to satellite. Mm-hmm. And between, uh, I say, uh, 20,000 meters and uh, 300 kilometers, you have this intermediary space, and Americans are the only present in this space. Russians are not. And that's a place which is very important for strategic purpose, mm-hmm. to install uh, beams, to install weapons, to install and so on. And, uh, you know... Uh, um, after the uh, the Blackbird was put in the Seattle uh, Museum, you know uh, the satellite cannot be only used for spiners, because when you <coughs> launch a satellite, it goes straight. You cannot go right, left to see. Uh, let's go there to see what happened and so on. But uh, Aurora can do that. Mm-hmm. Aurora can uh, cro- uh, have a zigzag uh, trajectory, you know. And in fact, it does uh, mean it goes in a parabolic uh, path. When it is in parabolic path, there is no motor and the observation can be done. And then it gets 
uh, it enters the, uh, the atmosphere, and then it turns and get out, and new uh, observation seconds. And uh, uh, what's fascinating is that this machine can be satellized, hmm? but for the reentry, you don't need a, a shield. Uh, for example, take the, the like on the shuttle or shuttle. Shuttle. They have a blunt nose, and they have to stand a tremendous tem temperature. And uh, there is a question that arises: uh, How does Aurora stand the uh, temperature at the nose? Mm -hmm. There is a gadget. Uh, this uh, image uh, generator has uh, a special capacity to produce very high voltage because it works in uh, what we call very high num whole number uh, conditions. So it produces very high uh, uh, electric field, and this electric field is used to produce a discharge, a glow discharge, and a cushion. So uh, in front of the machine, you have a cushion of ionized gaze that protects the uh, leaning edge uh, to, uh, from uh, eating mm -hmm. due to the shockwave. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So the, the, the MHD, the part of the MHD that, that decelerates the air before it goes into the motor, uh, because of the Hall effect, generates this enormous voltage, which is then discharged at the nose of the plane, and it creates sort of a cocoon, uh, as you describe in your book, around the plane, which you know, sort of like this cocoon. So it of like becomes teeth. It becomes teeth. Which, and then I think you mentioned in your book that that also, you know, since you have this, you know, superheated ionized gas forming this cocoon around the plane, that it also uh, blocks like things like radar and so projectiles. It absorbs energy. It absorbs radio. You know. uh, uh, and and then when you have the so reentry process, kind of like, like Star Trek shields, you know. Well, yes, you can't call it stuff, <laughs> but you know, uh, uh, you know, there are so many <coughs> solutions now to to cancel the the return uh, the return of uh, of uh, red air waves, and the Russian have developed some uh, very original, and they just surround their no ordinary plane with plasma. Mm -hmm. and plasma absorbs uh, the radio uh, radio waves. You know. So my my question is, why are they developing? these kind of, um, you know, planes and, and, and the pulse uh, weapons, uh, etc. Because obviously you look at, um, for conventional war, yes. the Americans don't need this thing for conventional war. They just send 130,000 troops to Iraq and they invade and that's it. So it must be for someone else, for, well, maybe for Russia. Because they can't invade Russia, they can't invade China. But maybe they can. I mean, are they? Does this suggest that they're planning for a contingency for a? But for then a they know that, like you know, the Russians had this technology, and that you know the Chinese have it. So, yeah. So, so while everybody's afraid of nuclear war and nuclear bombs, that's not that's not what's going to. If there's the going to be a war, the problem is much larger, you know. But yeah. at first, uh, when I was in Brighton, uh, I asked the question to the guys. Uh, what about Roswell? <laughs> <laughs> and their faces just dropped. No, yes, no? not at all. Not at no? all. No, it was very natural. They're very happy. <laughs> and, you know... Uh, They're in the little club, so they can talk openly it, about it. Exactly. You know, it's a little club. And as I said, you know, when we're out of state, we could speak much more freely mm -hmm. than in, in our own country. But uh, they confirmed that they recovered the vehicle of a hypersonic vehicle. And if you look at the, some drawings that were made by witnesses about the machine, it's similar to Aurora. So uh, Aurora is just uh, 
copy of the Ipersonic uh, shuttle mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, recovered in Roswell. Mm-hmm. So supposedly, you know, if they recover these, this kind of ship with uh, this kind of plane with uh, this kind of technology uh, in Roswell in the 50s, yeah. then obviously the, the, the research that is, that is being done now, the, the revelations in, in public research now, that's like it's what we were saying yeah. before. This is not the first time that they have come across this. I mean, surely if they find this uh, craft at Roswell, they take it to uh, Area 51 or a secret military base. They they develop the technology there, and they've had it for a long time. Yes, but you know, they hide uh, uh, hide the the truth. And uh, uh, take, for example, the Disclosure Project with Dr. Greer. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, You have this famous Dr. Greer, and he says uh, 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 the truth must be known, and so on, and so on. So I wrote to Dr. Greer two years ago, and I said... You want truth? I can give you uh, a lot of information. And my book wasn't printed yet in France. He never answered. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't want to tell the truth. He's yeah. paid by the CIA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. You know that? Yeah, oh, I'm quite completely yeah. sure. Absolutely. So you have uh, a disinformation mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. politics, which is fantastic, you know. Well, it's quite easy because people are so scared. If you say that, you know, uh, extraterrestrial visits don't exist, they are... It, it makes them quiet, okay, uh, it don't exist. So they paid scientists to declare that, and uh, they hide the, the, the truth. Mm-hmm. And uh, even in France, the military don't know the truth. They discover the thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Can I imagine the, the, the man from the Navy, the French Navy, about the torpedo? <laughs> I burst the torpedo. And uh, uh, same thing for the, you know... Uh, I was a student in an aeronautical school in France, top-level aeronautical school, which is called... Super-aero. Uh, Super-aero, super exactly. So I was invited by uh, the, the students and the professor to give lectures there. So uh, just imagine the room was full. I, I had 600 students in the room waiting for me. So I spoke during one two, two hours, and after they asked the teacher... Well, what he say? Is it true? And the professor said, "Yes, we admit it's true." <laughs> <laughs> and the conclusion: uh, we are thirty years late. Mm-hmm. Uh, thirty years late. Well, you used an example at one point when we were talking about the bombings, where they say that there are bombers that take off from Minnesota and then go over the pole, exactly. and they arrive in Afghanistan. And according to the the planes that they say they're using, this is a trip that'll take fifteen hours. Exactly. And maybe you'd like to to talk a bit about that. Yes, who will believe that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you had uh, uh, subsonic bombers. Uh, all the uh, people who are interested in aeronautics know the story about uh, uh, the B twenty nine and so on, and what all was developed later. Uh, like uh, the Northrop uh, uh, wing, remember mm-hmm. this? And then you had um, a special supersonic uh, invader bomber whose name was Ustler. You remember Ustler? Ustler was a four-propeller Mech-2 uh, bomber. And after the Ustler... American give up uh, back to to subsonic, you know, back to subsonic. And now they tell you, you know, we have a fantastic bomber, whose name is is B-2. It flies uh, close to the velocity of the sound, (laughs) you know. So 
the senators asked because they are very cost costly. Well, what have, have we done with these bombers? Uh, we have bombed uh, uh, Kosovo, ah, yes, uh, and we have bombed uh, uh, also Afghanistan, ah, yes. How? Well, uh, these bombers are based in uh, Whiteman uh, in Minnesota, and for this mission, we cross the North Pole, uh, and then we cross all the Russian territory, but they are nice, you know, they are friends, so we can refuel. You know that for refueling, you have to go at low velocity and low altitude because uh, you're very unstable. And just say to the Russian, you know, be nice. Eh? You don't shoot. Eh? We are just refueling. Okay. <laughs> but you just, you just pass. You don't look. Nothing. nothing. We won't drop any bombs on, on Russia. Yeah, exactly. All bombs are not for Russia. So, so, because, you know, if you imagine a B-2 refueling uh, of uh, a country like Russia, you can shoot him down with uh, all this uh, uh, man-handed uh, yeah. missile. Yeah, Sam 7 or something, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, you need uh, something like four refueling and then uh, if you look at the B-2 the B-2 uh, you had uh, airplanes bombers that were designed for a very long duration um, uh, flight like the B-52 mm-hmm. and uh, B-52 can fly during uh, 20 hours but you had two screws Two mm-hmm. crews, mm-hmm. two crews with a room. Uh, you have two men. And a toilet uh, and a shower. Exactly, <laughs> toilet, shower, TV, and so on. <laughs> and so, but you don't have that in the B2, you know. In the B2, you have two very straight share, you know. And just imagine two guys who were sat during 14 years, 14 hours, and then the captain said, oh, listen, we're very close to the target. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel? Oh, too miserable. <laughs> I got a Charlie horse. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hmm? So this is not what they're doing. No, this is not what they're doing. Definitely. But, but the real bomber is very close to B2. Yeah, but it takes a lot less time. Because it fly at supersonic velocity without creating any shockwave. Uh-huh. And we have two uh, witnesses. One uh, witness is a French journalist, and he gave his name. He's uh, uh, Toinel. Toinel uh, has a wife who is American, and he used to visit um, uh, Edwards Base uh, mm-hmm. often. And uh, he was visiting uh, Edwards Base uh, some years ago. And, you know, you have a time shift so he can sleep so well. So at 3 o'clock in the morning, he went uh, out of his muzzle. His jet lag. Uh, uh, exactly. And then he saw the, the B-2 coming, and the leaning edge were lighted like a uh, uh, um, uh, tube, uh, like uh, neon tubes mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, by night. Uh, it, di- it couldn't correspond to vapor because this region is very dry. So it was electric phenomena. Mm-hmm. Uh, was an, a, a bomber which is uh, landing with a uh, leaning edge completely lighted. It's not lamps. It's like uh, neon tubes, you know. Uh, so he saw that. Another guy saw the same thing in Belgium. Mm-hmm. So we know that there is something strange about this uh, B2. Well, my uh, website is in French. It has not been translated in English. I tried to send that to uh, disclose the project, but they were not interested in, of course, you know. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, the B2 is, is uh, it's more sophisticated than the spy plane because uh, uh, you have injection of energy at the leading li- 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 edge and uh, you modify the local value of the velocity of the sound and that was practically shown in Brighton because the guy was showing uh, experiments <laughs> I said he, he has worked on the B2 and we have also something very funny and we will find it on me on my website um, B2 is, is built by Northrop Grumman factory you know and Northrop Grumman factory uh, two years ago uh, published uh, a clip video clip about the B2 on the website of the tremendous music, very professional, mm. you know, you see the B2 and so on. And, so on. and then we analyze this clip frame by frame. You see everything, you know. For example, uh, you have the B2 uh, that uh, flies over the sea and the sea is very wet. Mm. And you know that when an airplane uh, uh, flies close to the velocity of the sound, you have conversation of vapor. Uh, there are many films and images, and you see the airplane, and suddenly, whoop, you have a soft cocoon of vapor all around. It happens very often in England when they have their meeting in Farnborough, because in Farnborough it rains very, very often, so they have an umbrella, and they have this kind of phenomenon. So, I think somebody said, uh, well, we should make a clip, but uh, let's track professional people and give them uh, films that we are checking during the day because they will not see the discharge. Of course, during the day you don't see the discharge, only by light. Mm -hmm. And on this film, uh, the B-2 is uh, flying over the sea and suddenly you see the the yellow discharge during... uh, uh, f- f- for free frames, but we analyze that uh, it is shown in my website, and uh, uh, I knew a guy in the Edward Base, and he said, you know, we they have seen the, your analysis are mad at it. <laughs> 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 you know, they made a mistake. They revealed the thing, and there are other things. You know, and when the B two is uh, pictured by the bottom. You see the image uh, floating because uh, of the dist- electric discharge. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, if you're a good specialist, if you're a good eye, if, mm-hmm. if you're a good Sherlock Holmes, you can <laughs> see what happens. And for example, you know, when the B2 was presented in Europe, you couldn't approach it by the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were soldiers that uh, prevent all this. Mm. Because uh, when you look at the B2, you have uh, inlet and you have outlet. Mm-hmm. I don't, I won't say that they are false inlet, but in the real B2, it's not designed that that way. Mm-hmm. For example, take the F117, the Nighthawk, mm-hmm. uh, the stealth mm-hmm. airplane. You know how the gaze are ejected uh, by the nozzle. Mm-hmm. It has a flat nozzle. The uh, the B two uh, ordinary B two that they show mm-hmm. has no flat nozzle. It has a very large nozzle, and this nozzle is emitted a tremendous amount of infrared. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my friend 
uh, was present when the B2 was presented in France. He mm. took pictures. <laughs> and with an ordinary uh, camera, you could have two big spots, you know. And if you shoot on this spot with a, a missile, uh, with uh, infrared guidance, it goes in the matter immediately. <laughs> that's really the, so. You know, uh, that's the worst machine possible for mm-hmm. for the signature for the thermal signature. So, how does the B two eject its case? If you look at the picture, uh, how would you call that? Leading edge mm-hmm. uh, by the l'arrière des ailes, the tail, it, not trailing the edge. T- Tra- training edge, training, training edge, yes, by the training edge. It has uh, uh, a tail, uh-huh. a, a castor, how do you call this animal? You know? Beaver tail. Be- be- it has a beaver tail, uh-huh. so there is no ejection gaze there, but all around you will see the slot. And uh, the slot is very efficient to, to, to cool uh, the gaze, so we know about how they eject the gaze. There's no signal, there's no infrared. Uh, minimized, very, uh-huh. very, very slow, uh, and because you have fresh air mixed on. So, and what what speed uh, then? What's the maximum speed of this kind of a uh, B uh, B two? I would say B2. something like Mach twelve. Yeah, absolutely. So, so they have, so they have, the, they build these B twos, and the B twos are not invisible to radar. I think, if I remember correctly, they have kind of a low radar profile, but they're not invisible, and they're subsonic, and yet they cost two billion, two billion dollars each. Mm-hmm. So basically, what you're saying is that. There are actually two B-2 bombers. There's the one that you see at air shows and stuff, and then there's the real one. It makes sense if you think about it that you have this bomber that's it's not hypersonic and it's not invisible to radar, and so the $2 billion price tag is ridiculous unless – you know, the whole thing is made out of, like, solid gold or something, which is yes. pretty <laughs> unlikely. Of course. <laughs> so basically you've got two. The $2 billion incorporates two different types of B-2 bomber. One that's conventional, which shouldn't cost which two billion dollars, you know, each, uh, and another one that costs a lot more yeah, because it's using the real B two is very similar to the to to to, to the false one because the false one is not uh, you, you you put uh, uh, additional thing you know mm-hmm. uh, I, I went to a, a TV show in France and uh, I showed the B two and I said I will show the real one. <coughs> And I removed what was all around, you know. But, you know, uh, in the uh, general was uh, <coughs> interviewed about the B2. And the uh, journalist said, uh, but how could your uh, crew uh, stand so long time, uh, sat on a chair? And he answered, you know, uh, uh, one of the pilots found a chair for beach, <laughs> and he installed that beside his uh, his normal chair, so he could take some rest. No, he he got a nice, comfy he chair beside it. Yeah. Yes. Imagine that, that was their explanation. Yes. <laughs> no, no, you know, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> they just put comfy chairs in it. That's why. That's how you know, I, it looks like you can't do anything to Americans. You believe it? Huh? You know? We've well, got a little <laughs> DVD in the handrest, and yeah, but but I mean, in America, in America, it's very easy for people to believe that sort of thing because, for example, uh, <laughs> in certain states uh, in America, they have, uh, for example, the the tollway, like the the you know the the highways where you you have to pay a toll, and they they collect just obscene amounts of money, 
and it was discovered that later on, you know, that they had constructed this giant office building with, you know, all these expensive, their desk chairs in the uh, the boardroom, if you will. Uh, you know, each chair cost like $50,000 and this sort of thing. And, of course, you know, there's also the fact that there are corrupt politicians and stuff who steal money. So, you know, when an American hears, oh, it costs $2 billion to make a B-2, you know, they just go, oh, yeah, you know, either it's just really fancy or, you know, somebody's stealing money. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. So there's, in, in, the, in the news as well that we kind of cover part of the, on our, on our Science of the Times website, um, on a daily basis when the news comes up, we, we will report um, uh, stories about sonic booms. Uh, people hearing sonic booms in America, primarily in America and in uh, and in the UK, over the past number of years, strange sonic booms, uh, or what what they call sonic booms, but loud lo- loud booms that shake houses and um, that almost every time uh, when these stories are reported, uh, the, the local residents or the newspapers contact the military, and the military say no, we had no uh, we had no aircraft uh, in the area at that time so it wasn't a sonic boom uh, <laughs> but but this is this is very frequent you know people hearing strange booms now there could be various explanations for such for such booms you know meteorite uh, exploding in the atmosphere or something like this but I'm, I'm wondering if it could also be to do with um, you know testing of such craft or and obviously the, the conventional military would not say would say well yeah we didn't have any f-16s in the air that day and that's true they didn't but and maybe the, the the normal military don't even know the air force doesn't know about other aircraft that are being flown. That so I mean is that a possibility? I mean would such the kind of aircraft that you're talking about would they do, they don't do they create sonic booms? I mean I well they can't do anything. You know yeah, uh, uh, will I be considered as a member of the be- people who believe in conspiracy? But. What I can tell you is that uh, Americans have a great uh, advance in military technology, and what they show in Iraq is very primitive. Mm-hmm. That's all. But, you know, you cannot use Aurora to bomber Iraq. It's it, it not useful. Uh, and uh, uh, well, Why not? Why not? Because, you know, I will tell you something. Imagine... The atomic bombs doesn't exist right now. Mm-hmm. Imagine in a state discovered the fission. Imagine they test the fission in underground experiment. Will they say we have a fantastic bomb and we are the master of the world? Absolutely not. They would hide it. Mm-hmm. And even if people would say, you know, I heard boom. Uh, and very strange uh, seismic sounds, they would say, oh, this is just mines, just mining. This guy is foolish and so on. And so we live in the era of disinformation. Mm -hmm. And for a strategic purpose, the main goal is to hide the force you have. Yeah, and I mean, it seems to me that other than hiding this um, technology, possibly from other countries like from Russia or from China, obviously they maintain secrecy um, for that reason. But there's also probab- pro- a probable reason that they that they hide it is that if they if they let the public become aware that they were putting all this money into new technology to try and essentially kill people, 
then this might not reflect very well on the government. So you they know, need to hide it from the public for a, from a public relations, from an image point of view as well. You know, yeah, there is something worse than to kill people. It's to control people. Mm-hmm. And now uh, people begin to know a little bit about the non-lethal uh, uh, weapons. Mm-hmm. how to control people, how to burn their skin, how to make them blind, eye distance, and so on. You know, we live in uh, in time which is like uh, 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 an old uh, fiction movie, uh, Green, um, uh, with Charlton Heston, you know, where the rich people... Silent are, Green. Uh, 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 Soylent Green. So, uh, yeah. where, where, where the rich people are, are protected by system and you cannot approach them. And we are close to this time in which uh, rich pe- people mm-hmm. or rich uh, country will be uh, protected for others. And uh, uh, you can't imagine what uh, qu- can be used to, pr- to, to uh, reduce the revolts. Uh, for an example, uh, uh, you know that you can uh, act on brain with microwaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that since 40 years. Uh, but in f- 40 years ago, when we were talking about that, it was considered as fiction. Now, mm-hmm. now you know that you can do that. Even, you know, in uh, I can tell that because you find it in, uh, in an, on the web in the yeah. States. You can use a microwave well, oven to, to kill your, your neighbor. Senate so, testimony about that that's public. Absolutely, yeah. it's public. But, but you know, uh, uh, about the... The chips, very little uh, nanotechnology, uh, uh, RFID, yeah, radio frequency identification device. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you, it's very easy now to make uh, a radio frequency identification device that can memorize information that are really computer that can use uh, energy of the body and you can inject that with a needle mm-hmm. you know yeah. so uh, if you have a vaccination you can inject in the blood a hundred of these objects in a million persons mm-hmm. and uh, I will just explain how these very tiny uh, objects can go in your brain. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, Jean-Pierre, I think this is an important subject, and we'd like to get back to it. I think we're about out of time for this podcast, and we'd like to thank you. You'll be back with us next week. Yes, Jean-Pierre will be back with us next week, and we'll continue the discussion. And if you'd like to read more about the topics we've discussed today, you can visit our website at www.signs-of-the-times.org. And if you'd like to visit Jean-Pierre's site, the URL is www.jp-pet.com. And thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.